B500, get into the wild card. 86 got the Phillies all the way to the World Series. I need to break it to you, man. I don't think it was your vision. People who got this podcast is perfectly named, I would say. I hate to make excuses for Sandy and the rest of the people. No, you don't. You've been doing it all year. You do. I do hate it. I'm just going to say it. fucking hitting bombs to fucking Diocho. Like, inject that into my veins. If that continues, there's no way we make the playoffs. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Welcome everybody to episode, well actually it is the season finale episode of Mattered Marlins Fans Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Granada, and alongside me we have very established, very eloquent looking uh, gentleman here, uh, suit and tie, black and tie affair, <laughs> our final award show of the season. How are you doing gentlemen? I'll start here to my right. How are you doing Spaz? I'm doing great. Um, it was supposed to be a black tie affair and because I work from home and I've don't really dress up anymore. <laughs> I have donated all my tights to Goodwill. So I found this one. Uh, but I'm, I'm well, doing great. The shirt makes up for it, for sure. Yeah, uh, Hell yeah, man. Got to go with that. So excited. How you doing, Branton? I mean, it's the end of the season, Ooh. so it's good and bad. I'm doing good, you know. Um, I, I am going through a little bit of baseball withdrawal. Been trying to keep up with the Arizona Fall League. Uh, didn't want to watch the World Series. Too painful. Uh, still, you know, but. Doing good. <laughs> and Callie, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. Uh, you know, but, you know, it's it's been bittersweet, you know, going through the playoffs and everything like that and watching the World Series and watching three former Marlins win a ring. Uh, and Andrew Heaney, uh, Nate Valdi, and Sandy Leone. Um, but, you know, it was it's always cool, you know, that seeing a team that hasn't won in a long time to or won ever really to win again. And, uh, you know, I miss the Marlins, miss the fish, miss watching the boys play. But and and I miss doing this every week with you guys. So I'm glad that we're yeah, able to yeah. all get back here together and and chat a bit. For sure. What better time to do this than the day after the World Series ends? Congratulations to the Texas Rangers. Like you said, awesome to see a team that hasn't won in a while. Honestly, that's the team that I was pulling for once uh, it came down to the Phillies, uh, the the Diamondbacks, the Rangers, and, and, the, and the Astros. So I'm glad that the Rangers took it. And to the point where you said a couple of former Marlins won it, I, I don't want to talk about this too much, but last season, not this past season, but the one prior, I have a lot of Mets fans in my family, and they all were telling me DeGrom and Scherzer are going to lead a team to a World Series. And they didn't necessarily lead them, but they won those rings, and I am glad that they won them. And I can laugh at Mets fans because they won them for a Here's to you, so, New York Mets. <laughs> there you go. So, all right. But the reason we're here, we're going to celebrate the end of a, what I thought was a successful season. I think we can all agree. For the most part, an excessive season. Yeah. So we're going to have a little fun. And we're going to just throw some awards out there. Some battered awards. Uh, and uh, just have some fun and see. And if anybody here watching wants to comment down below whether you think that you would have voted for somebody else for a certain award, please feel free to join in and uh, and comment what you would have chosen. But without further ado, and thank you, C's, for joining us. Well, uh, let's start. We have, uh, again, we're going to do uh, something a little different. Something a little uh, 
obviously Marlins. And I wanted to start with something that maybe somebody like Peter Pratt might not know too much about. Best stadium food. Hopefully he comes through and he knows and we can prepare him for what to look for. But we wanted to start with the award for best stadium food. So I'm going to start here to my left, your right. Spaz. Winner for best stadium food in your opinion. Best stadium food. Uh, I thought we switched this around. I thought it was food and drink. Oh, okay. Hey. So I never, eat at the park. I never really eat at the park uh, just because I, I go a lot and it would be very expensive and unhealthy to eat a bunch of Nathan's hot dogs and chicken tenders all the time. Uh, but I'll, I'll give you both. I think. Boom. Yeah, yeah. I think there is a um, at Ceviche 105. There is. No, you know what? I'll change it up. Best food is at the changeup, which is uh, right field, kind of like foul line. Because they always switch up their menus all the time. They and they do it for that's the one that they do it for the away team, right? Like the away oh, right. team, like yes. that's a specialty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. So, is that why they call it the change up? See, I wasn't aware of this. I yeah. love this yeah. show. Look at this. So, I'm already learning stuff. Look at that. So not only do they have some of the because they always change it up and it's always something new, but every once in a while they just make these yuca, like fried yuca with this garlic cilantro sauce. I'll oh, go that is so oil tropical style. I, nice. Exactly. So it's little fried yuca with the garlic cilantro money. Drinks, I will say the drinks at the um, at recess, the, the little bar downstairs, it's super affordable affo- uh, compared to up top. And the pours are like really, really strong. So that's my my award goes to that for the food, the change up and uh, for the drinks, the drinks down at recess. Uh, good value. I'm going to have to ch- check out the change up next year. I, I didn't you guys you guys didn't put me on to this. Yeah, I'm, that's my fault. I'm sorry, but I am a huge. Uh, I would say I think it was when the when the Cardinals came. I went to a game and they had uh, like a St. Louis barbecued like pork sandwich or something like that. That's such which, an awesome concept. If you know how, that. if you know how, like every single word of that sentence can kill me. <laughs> I still yeah. ate it. You risked I it still all. Ate it and it was. I risked it and I, I paid for it, it later. Well worth it. it. Was, <laughs> well worth it. Uh, all right, Cali, your vote over your your award. Who are you giving the award to? All right. So I, I have two for food and one for drink uh, because right. I can decide between the two foods. So in true my and this is as Miami as it gets, I, I suppose. Um, the Ila Canaria Croquetas, that's a staple in Miami. Very, very good. Top notch. A little pricey, but that's stadium prices that you're going to get. Right next to the Ila Canarias, which is in left field, they have a little like arepa cart. Oh, just, you yeah. stole mine. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> well, for the record, he stole mine also, but you know, okay. Oh, man. Yeah, the, those arepas are straight heat and they have great options and stuff like that. And then, uh, you know, as far as drinks go, I always drive to the stadium and I live far, so I don't, I try not to consume alcohol. Um, but when it does, whatever is on the, the, whichever is a $5, I believe it's Rolling Rock or something like that. That's the $5 beer one. Can't beat those, can't beat that. Um, and then also souvenir cup refillable lemonade because I'm a child. He's an Arnold Palmer kind of guy too. I am a huge Arnold Palmer guy. That's my favorite beverage on the planet. So all right. So uh Brighton, I know Kali stole your thunder. Any well, any backup, know, food or drink? Listen, I'm gonna keep it classic because there's one thing I have to get every time I'm at the stadium and it's a hot dog. And it, I almost said that too. The hot dog from the 305 menu, go and get yes. it. It's a great hot dog. And eating that hot dog while drinking a nice Marlins lager in the Budweiser bar, 
out in center field. That is heaven on earth right there. I like that. That's a good that's a good choice. I, I think that is a good choice also. And my daughter didn't like hot dogs before this baseball season. And I started taking it to the stadium. And every time we go in there, she's like, let's go over there. It's three bucks. And she gets like two of them. And, and now she's yeah. into hot dogs all of a sudden. There, so, there, there's just there's no, nothing beats a hot dog at a ball game. There, it, really, yeah, it really is. Like in all the in the entire like sporting pantheon, there's nothing that beats a, a hot dog and a beer at a ball game. Like I agree. No. I agree. Just sitting down chilling. I, I do think, look, going to a baseball game is the most relaxing experience you'll have because you kind of just hang out. You could talk your stuff between innings or between pitches, really. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, okay, so enough of the small talk. But uh, my choice was the Croquetas, Isla Canarias, for a few reasons. One, tastes great. Two, usually when you go out there to Isla Canarias and you get those, you have an awesome view from center field. Yeah. And if you plan it just perfectly – you might run into spaz while you're eating your croquetas. So it just works out so beautifully because that is where you will always find spaz out in center field. So get your croqueta, hang out with spaz. To me, that is the best stadium food. When I go, that's probably that my little, first stop. And a little porch beneath Ila Canaria and like the center, left center. Um, that's That was like the battered the battered Marlin hangout spot. That's where, yeah, we, yeah. That's yeah. where we usually... That's my favorite little spot, man. I like yeah, that. That's where... That's where I think I watch most of the games. Yeah, Yeah, 95% of my viewing was from that spot. And then just to add to Cali saying that he was a child, my other favorite thing to do while I'm there is to eat Dippin' Dots. Dippin' Dots is something that you could only find like at at amusement parks, but you could find it at Marlins. And you never want them unless you're in one of those two places. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm never at home like, oh, I want Dippin' Dots or, you know. Another one is also the – And my wife has thrown out a few of them. But as you can see, that's what I was going to say. The, the, the ice souvenir cream in the soft yeah, serve. Oh. Yeah, the, come on, man. Like the, these are that with a little, go. little fudge and sprinkles. Ooh, come buddy. on, man. So oh. I, 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 I paint these, but I collect them. So I was I was there with with Daniel. I was watching a game with his family, and he's he's talking to his wife, and he's like, "Babe, I think I think the kids want ice cream." And his wife is like, <laughs> I, "No, no, I think they want ice cream." Fucking Danny just wants more little fucking. Man. <laughs> I, I do, man. I, I love those collectibles. And I love the, I, I love Dippin' Dots, man. I really do. I used to drive to Sawgrass just to get me some Dippin' Dots. That's the only place I knew that had them. Ooh. That wasn't an amusement park. All right. So, best food. Again, if you have any comments and, and you want to just share that, go ahead and leave those in the comments. Uh, so, let's move on to some actual on-the-field stuff. Biggest surprise of the season. So, we'll start on the other end. Bratton, what was your biggest surprise of this season? Oh... Uh... That we were buyers at the trade deadline, man. Oh, yeah. That's mine. Yeah. I, as positive as we were going into the season, like as a Marlins fan, you never think you're going to buy. And not only did we buy, but we killed it. Burger, Bell, um, you know, they brought it home and they're a big part of why we made the playoffs. And to me, that's the surprise of the season. Callie. Um, for me, it was Braxton Garrett. Um, Still my shit again, but I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> With, uh, we need we we need better pre note uh, pre game like note sharing. No, so. I, I wanted I wanted this to be just us. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, Braxton Garrett. You know the all the hype on the you know going to the season was uh, in terms of pitching was on Sandy was on Jesus Lasardo, and then it was kind of you know a lot of hype around Trevor Rogers too, and you know and then Braxton was kind of an afterthought to everybody but he was to me our most consistent arm of the season he yeah, I feel it unless he was pitching against the Braves like he pitched well basically every outing um 
and, and I think he's a big reason why we, you know, we, we got to the playoffs and, and, you know, there were, there were moments in time that he was our number two or number three. And, um, you know, I, so, and I was a big Braxton Garrett guy for early on and, and I'm glad he, he lived up to that for me. Uh, Cause I know he did it just for me, but um, yeah, I, that's, that's my biggest surprise. I, th- I think uh, he really, he, he really put himself on, you know, on the map as, as an established starter at this club right now. All right. Uh, before I go to Spaz, guy. Yeah. Before I go to Spaz, C said Yuri's getting called up and cooking. That, that wasn't was a his. surprise. <laughs> that was a, that, being called that up. The call up was a surprise. The call up was a surprise. No, we didn't know he was going to get called up. The call up was a surprise. I will say that. Yeah. We thought that uh, it was going to be towards the latter part. I thought part it was going to be a September call up. I thought, it, yeah. I it, and I think I said it too. I thought I thought it was going to be a September call up. So. But I give it. You guys ran out to the ballpark as soon as you found that. And I give it to you. I wanted to be there also. I couldn't make. Oh, that it. was that was good. That was a good day, and we were yeah. all very very surprised. Uh, was that spaz. that was the game we ended up on the jumbotron and the hat yeah, game? Yeah, and all we got that. <laughs> what, what's that game? Yeah, yeah. yeah and Spazzy sure had the mic. Yeah. Oh yeah. The very yeah. picture came from that. So. Yeah. All right. Go ahead, Spaz. What was your biggest surprise of the season? Biggest surprise of the season, which I like it because it shut a lot of people up because a lot of people were not excited about it. Uh, but my man, who unfortunately will not be with us next year, Jonathan Davis. Jonathan Davis pulled up, did his fucking job, yeah. uh, did it very well, and then he got injured and broke my heart. But I think Jonathan I Davis. That's a, a great, that's a great, and elected free agency. Yes, yes, I, uh, I, I'm very heartbroken by that. But yeah, everyone saw his career minor numbers. They're like, this guy's gonna be a scrub, this and that, and he held his own, man, and helped us out on on multiple games while he was here. So. I think that's a good surprise, and um, I'm I'm really sad he's not going to be back. Hottest hitter in the league for a point. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. man, and no, and yeah. defensively he was great, also. Yeah. So uh, I I was going to go Braxton Garrett, uh, but since that was taken from me, I'll, I'll go Tanner Scott. Tanner Scott simply because he was the closer last good year, kind of lost that job, and then ended up being the closer at the end of the season, also. Uh, this year. So I, I think that he was a nice surprise that he kind of solidified himself as a closer towards the end of the year. Did a pretty solid job there also. So I'm going to go Tanner Scott, biggest surprise of the season, just off the top of my head. All right. Uh, now let's start with Cali on this one. Most clutch. Oof. I I, I, I struggled with this one a bit. I, I kind of went back and forth with a few guys, but I settled on Brian De La Cruz. Uh, mm-hmm. Led our team in RBIs. It, it I'm always going to say he, that he did it again, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great minds, baby. Um, led our team in RBIs. He he always seemed to be in the plate for for the bigger moments. Uh, De La Clutch exactly sees as he as he just said in the chat. Um, you know he he always seemed to come through in big moments. He had a couple. He had a, either walk offs or, or or late inning run uh, RBIs that brought us up or, or he got on base or stole a base or something like that. So DLC is my uh is my guy for this one. And DLC batted three twenty eight in the ninth inning. Yeah, monster. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. really good. Brighton, big uh, most clutch. So I'm I'm kinda gonna go in a different direction. I'm gonna go with our boy uh Andrew Nardi. Oh that man okay. when like he that. came in with play runners on base, mm-hmm. those runners were not getting home. Yeah, he was the guy we called when shit was about to hit the fan, and only once did the shit actually hit the fan. The man pitched. I think he probably was the best player in the bullpen. Um, you know, Tanner Scott's in that conversation as well, but I think he, you know, 
Andrew Nardi was the guy we called to clean up everybody's mess. And I, I think he did a great job. And I think that man's bring him back. We got to keep him. <laughs> I, I love like it. I like that. Uh, Spaz, most clutch. Uh, I am going to go with my man who held it down, especially towards the end of the season. Don't you say uh, Fortes. Was doing some numbers. <laughs> Jacob Stalling. <laughs> get rid of all the catchers, man. Get the fuck out of here. I'm going to go it's with Birdie Ball, man. Birdie Ball yes. for the end of the season. Yeah, John Birdie was, was balling at the end yeah, of the season. He, yeah. And I, I, I think that without him uh, doing those numbers, putting those numbers up that he did at the end of the season, we don't make it. Uh, could be wrong. I don't know. But he 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 was on fire towards the end. No, and he helped out a lot. Sure was. And our manager for a good amount of the season kept throwing Joey Wendell out. And I was a Wendell apologist for a very long time. You know, doesn't use baseball gloves and all that shit. But um, nah, it, it should have been birdie the entire time up there. And um, that, that's my guy. Uh, Adrian added in here. Best stash goes to 100%. Spazzy. It, it was it was unanimous. It wasn't even worth putting up there because it's well known. It's the best stash in Marlins baseball. Thank you, and my brother. We Thank offer. We'll we'll take anybody on. We want that smoke. I want to know who wants to smoke. We will go against anybody's stash. Yeah, I appreciate it, Adrian. <laughs> All right. All right. Now, most clutch. I am going to go. I was going to go De La Cruz. It's easy to go arise, right? Because he goes up, you expect the hit, yeah. and I'm kind of glad that nobody went arise because that was almost like the obvious hit. Yeah. I'm gonna go Jake uh, Berger. Ooh, Berger. Even though the sample Ooh. size was small because he was only with us, I felt like every time yeah. he went up in a late inning situation, you can count on him coming through. So I'm gonna go Berger, even though it wasn't for the full season. I'm gonna go Berger as as Mr. Clutch for me, and I just love his name. So. And I appreciate oh. that, Adrian. Also has a great mustache, the the Fargo mustache. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. And let me tell you, the, organi- the organization is super in love with Burger. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. I saw the Instagram post today yeah. that they flew to his house and gave him the the Burger King <laughs> crown. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah. I don't know what's going. I mean, we we're gonna keep him for a bit. I hopefully, you know. Hopefully, yeah. All right. Biggest disappointment. Let's start off with Spaz. Who are you most disappointed with? I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you a curveball here. Um, I'm <laughs> I'm disappointed with our front office getting rid of Kim. That's, oh, that's okay. yeah. That's, Ooh, okay. Ooh. All right, all right, all right. I like that. Yeah, sorry. I was trying to keep it on the field, but um, but man, that that one hurt a lot. You know, it uh, it threw a lot of things into question. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that's good. It, it made us question a whole lot. It made us question. I mean, it, it made us do a fucking emergency podcast about uh, mm-hmm. the whole yep. deal. So that's my biggest disappointment. I'm still not over it. We still don't know who's going to be our president of operations or our, our, our new GM. We don't. We don't know anything. We're, I mean, it's just happened. But yeah, that was my biggest disappointment. I'm, I'm pretty bummed out. Still, I like it. I, I abs with that. I like it. Uh, Cali, biggest disappointment. Um, I went with a bit more obvious one and maybe one that, uh, that a lot of people have on their mind, but I'm a hundred percent sure it's mine. Who? Avi Garcia. Okay. It wasn't mine. All right. Javi Garcia. So, oh yeah. One of the highest. Yeah. It, it was between him and one other guy, but I have a feeling the other guy I had in mind was probably yours. Avi Garcia, mm-hmm. one of the highest paid guys on the team. You know, you expect some sort of production from him. Obviously he's been terrible and hurt. 
And it was just a lot of dead money just sitting on the bench and then rehabbing in the minors and then just not contributing to this club. And anyway, I think he, I think he didn't you know, go ahead RBI or walk off at some point early in the season, but yeah, just, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of general unhappiness there. So I, I'm, I'm with you hundred percent on that. Love one. it. Uh, and and I want to throw something in there. Sorry, Brian, before the whole Abby thing, I would always go back to what uh, uh, Peter Pratt said that it's like him, like buying that mansion in Coral Gables, just like, make, not that it makes him look bad, but like, it just makes us look like assholes too. We just gave him all this money to buy this mansion and him not do shit a few miles away from his house. So that, that always, I always think about that. Well, I'm going to stick with the big money waste and go with our, our dear friend, the goat eater, Mr. Johnny Cueto. Oh. Every time I said, <laughs> oh, his postseason experience is really going to help us down the stretch. The man gives up six runs. You know, I, I just, I tried and I tried to be hopeful with the guy. And, you know, he's had a great career. Uh, unlike Avi, he's he's proven he's, he's a major leaguer. But, God, there was not... There was one game where I said, oh, he had a great game. He's turning things around. And the rest of the season, it was always like I was Charlie Brown and he was Lucy pulling that football out and but me busting my ass. I love so, that. Johnny Cueto. So, in my mind, I, learned, I lined up two just because I wasn't sure where Cali was going. So, I needed to make sure I had two. So, my, my number one was A.J. Puck because he made oh, me believe at the beginning one. of the season and that's then just disappointed me. So much this year because I really believed in him when this season started. After April, I said, this guy might be the best closer in the league. And then I don't know what happened. Dead arm and then dead year after that. My backup, because I wasn't sure if Cali was going to go that way, was Peyton Burdick. I thought he might actually do something when he came out to the big leagues. I said, okay, let's see. I have a a question for for the chat. Adrian's saying I'm bad guy of the year. What does that mean? How am I the bad guy? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like you're bad you know what he's saying oh yeah so. man, that, that 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 could that's be how it. i took it I, and like brian's got the, the caps not meaning bad but bad meaning good i like Michael so. jackson bad <laughs> who's bad dum, dum, there you go dum, dum. all right moving on best jersey i think this one's going to be a, a quick easy one but just in case best jersey of the year uh brian if we don't all have the same one i'm going to be very frustrated I mean, it has to be the throwback, right? Yeah, absolutely. There's Consensus. no other answer. Like, which my hot take again. Sugar Kings, like that. that I like I that. Like jersey, but we've I, had I, it before. I, we put it out there just in case. But yeah, I think the throwback teal. If they don't it. bring the teal back permanently, I want them to next season do Throwback Friday, but a different Marlins jersey. But well, that, I think that, that was this one. The 2003, the black oh, one. Oh, the, the black yeah. one with the silver Marlins across? Yeah. 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 And again, like I, like I said it earlier in the season, like I think the Marlins are doing what like the Blue Jays did, the Astros did, the, the Padres did, the Royals. Like they all kind of reverted back to like their their, their famous yeah. like color yeah. schemes and, and, and logos and all that stuff. I was like both, both all those franchises went through kind of a tough, tough stretch with uniforms and then i think Mar- the marlins are in that now and i think they're realizing that people want the they want the black and teal so mm-hmm. yeah that's a, that's an so, easy choice yeah that, that yeah. one was easy 
All right. Well, this one might not be so easy. Best walk-up song. I'm going to start here with Cali. We went we to the stadium quite a few times this year, so you got a good listen. There's some songs that kind of just get you going. What was your favorite walk-up song this season? Oh, man. Uh, I have, I'm between two. I'm going to pick one. Um, it's got to be AJ Puck when he was coming in without the lights come out, the, the, like the strobes were going in. intro by DMX. Ooh, got the fucking blood pumping, bro. That was I should have RIP DMX. First. I should have just gone first. RIP DMX for sure. RIP DMX. One of the goats. All right. Uh, Branton. Uh, so, you know, I kind of went the same way as Callie, um, with a pitcher. Dylan Floro coming uh, in for Metallica, the, right? Yeah. That's and really they good. did the lights. That was my other one. Stuff too. Like no, that, that got was my me other one. pumped. Like I was like, this guy's going to do it. And then he blew Yuri's first game. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I love it. I, there's something about like a good rock ballad to ru- run into that, that really does it for me. So that would be my pick. Spaz. So to Branton's point, a nice fucking rock song to run into. Tanner Scott had Danzig, Mother. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, so that's an amazing song. So the first time I heard it, I was like, is this a mistake? Why is Tanner Scott running into Danzig? And yeah, the the old rocker in me is just like, fuck yeah. So every time he went out, I I loved that. I thought he was great. Uh, Honorable mention to, I think it was, I think it was Jazz had Outkast for a little bit. I think he had Spodioti. But yeah, Jazz had like eight songs. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Jazz had like a different song all the time. But it's shout about, out John Birdie though, still Dre. That, yes, that was, that was really a banger good. too. And he I never forgot, changed it. I forgot who no. it was that had uh for whom the bell tolls was uh, uh, uh that was one of our closers. That was a closer, I remember. Was it oh, I, I think that was Floro? Yeah, that's Floro. Yeah, yeah. That was good. Well, my favorite, like Hallie said, was AJ Puck with the lights and the DMX and that in that intro to that. That is dark and hell is hot. I, I love that song, that album. So that was my number one. But since he took that, Andrew Nardi for a while was coming out to uh, Survival of the Fittest by Mob Deep. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Mob that's cool. I used to love Mob Deep when I was young. Great music choices by our, yeah. by our pitching staff. Yeah. So, yes. Yes. So I, I love Survival of the Fittest by Mob Deep. And uh, and that would be my second after AJ Puck with, uh, with the DMX. So, again, you got anything, leave it in the comments. We'd love to hear it. Now, here, best game of the year. I'll start with you, uh, Callie. What was your, in your opinion, the best game of the year? So the best game of the year for me wasn't because of anything that happened on the field or anything like that, but it was more emotional and sentimental to me. Uh, April 15th, Jackie Robinson Day against the D-backs. We won 3-2, to two, Braxton Garrett start, but that was the first game I ever took my daughter to. So that was uh, that was a really special moment for us watching her kind of get into it a little bit and like trying to throw stuff onto the like mimic the players by like trying to throw things off from our seats to the field. Um, and and after that, she kind of like sat and watched baseball with me most nights and stuff like that. So that was uh, that was a really sweet moment for me. Uh, that's a good one. I, I love that. I think I met up with you that day. Yeah, yeah. You came and found us that day. We were we sat in the uh, we were on the first base side, but we sat on the, the second level because I'm like, right. oh, let me, let's not be around people. Cause I know how my daughter can be a little chaos. Oh, no. she, she, so. she, she was digging it. She was digging yeah, it. Yeah. She was about it. Time. Yeah. 
We also ended yeah. up in the suite that game because they honored my boy on the field. He won a he won an award with the club. Hector Crespo, he's a farm director for the Marlins. Um, shout out him. He uh, and I ran into his mom, and his mom invited uh, myself, Angie, and, and Charlotte to the suite. So we got to watch half the game from there, which is cool. When I grow up, I want to be like you, Cali. You shouldn't. That's good. That's a good <laughs> aspiration to have. Spaz, best game of the season. Uh, man, I, so funny enough, the best game of the season for me was the game that I didn't even watch. It's when we clinched the playoffs and, uh, I, I wasn't even watching. I think I've mentioned this at one of the podcasts that, uh, I was at a pool thing and I, I had put my phone in my wife's uh, beach bag and it was gone for like eight hours. And I finally, you know, when I see it, I see all the text messages and all that. So that was, that was my favorite game. I didn't even see it, but that's a lot of emotion. Awesome moment, right? Awesome yeah, moment. a lot of awesome moment when I see it at like 2 a.m. and I'm like, oh my God, I missed all this greatness, but I'm very excited and very happy. So yeah, that day we clinched, that was uh, that was very, very cool. Brighton. Well, first off, Spaz, I noticed that you mentioned all the texts you missed, but you didn't me- you didn't mention me going wild in Inner Miami Stadium yes, yes, live <laughs> like eight times. <laughs> Peter Pratt style. But we should do no, that mid season. All, all, all of us. We should do it at yeah. draft. We'll go crazy. Yes. Cause Spazzy's back or Callie is back, by the way. Yeah, I'm back. He's oh, back on my board. God. I'm back. Louis Suarez did it for me. So <laughs> hey, oh Liverpool. That's right. The Liverpool connection. That guy gave me some of the best footy of my life. And we'll see him sign. It was like, oh fuck. I'm like it's I, I have an opportunity to see that in person. That's fantastic. So go ahead, Brian. What's the best game of the season? Oh, so I, I have two. Um, All right. The the first was uh, kind of down Cali's line. Um, as as I've said on the show a lot, like I I have not been to the stadium since probably the second or third year there. Um, af- well, no, it's it's later than that. After they got rid of Stanton and Yelich and stuff, that fire sale, I said I was done. I'm not driving all the way down there to see the team. So I made it back to a lot this year. And um, (laughs) the Thursday, the 4th of May, I got to take my son to his first baseball game. And so we got to sit out in the outfield and he bought his, I bought him a little Billy, the Marlins stuff. For Cali and Bratton right there. (laughs) And uh, yeah. And then July, I got to take my daughter with us to, to her first game. So that was cool. But um, from a Marlin standpoint, my my favorite game this year was uh, I think it was Friday, May twelfth, Yuri's debut. Uh, um, that game to me, like I I have not been that excited to see a player come up through the system since probably I, I, Jose. Yep. Um, maybe I'm I'm forgetting somebody else in there, but you know Jose. Stanton, Miguel, like those were the guys that I was most excited about. And to see him come up and dominate the way he did, um, you know, I, I just that that moment and getting to share with you guys out at the Budweiser bar and the fun we had at that game, like that was it for me. That was that was my best game. That was great. That was a great game. That was close to being my my number one game. Yeah. Uh, mine was August 2nd. Uh the Marlins were 14 games over 500 at one point. At that point, they had they were like four games over 500 because they had just such a rough post All Star break. They were playing the Phillies. They were down 5-0. They scored two in the the sixth. I think it was Jazz and Bell went back to back. They scored two in the eighth. 
Soler hits one in the ninth to tie the game. They go to the 10th inning. The Phillies and the Marlins both score twice. They go to the 11th inning. They both score once. So it was a long, entertaining game. And if at some point during the offseason you are bored, you're missing the Marlins, and you want to watch a good game, I suggest go August 2nd, Marlins-Phillies. Awesome game. They win in the 12th inning. And, um, yeah, that, that, that to me, and that, that kind of got the ball rolling a little bit in August when they started turning the tide again and um, I made that playoff push. So August 2nd against the Phillies. And, I guess it's the Phillies, so it's always fun to beat the Phillies. So that, that to me, was the best game of the season. All right. Worst moment. Ooh. I don't know. That, you know, I, I, this one was a little tough for me. I changed, my, I changed mine today. So start yeah, with somebody yeah. other than me because I got to really Okay. Think. Uh, let's go Brian first. Brian, what was your worst moment this year? Getting the notification from Craig Mish's tweet that Kim was not coming back. Okay. okay. Uh, to me, that was the worst, worst moment of the year because she built this team that got us to the playoffs, that brought so much joy. And maybe if we had somebody in place right now or we had there were rumors that somebody was about to join i would feel differently about this but this has me really worried about the future uh, especially since we've seen like there's no one at the helm making these decisions and jonathan davis is walking um cali's biggest disappointment happened today i won't get into it but that guy's walking too um you know we we just it felt like we were building something sustainable and going to have some sustained success, especially with Skip and these players all buying in. And we could still have that. I could be totally wrong. We could end up with somebody great. But as of right now, to me, that's my worst moment of the season. Callie? Okay. Um, I had a different one, uh, and I changed it today when I got the news that George Soler was electing free agency. Uh, you guys know how, if you've been listening all season, how much I love George Soler. Um, yeah. just my type of guy, just big swing for the fences, Cuban, which, which helps, you know, from a personal standpoint, um, you know, uh, kind of a giant, you know, and, uh, you know, shout out solar power and lighting and, uh, to see him elect free agency, hey, man, go, go chase the cash. I get it. That's, that's the business side of things, but it, it's going to hurt because he, he quickly became one of my favorites. Um, and it's going to be weird seeing him in a different uniform next year. For sure. Um, Spaz, worst moment of the season. Uh, so this was I was I was between I, it was hard because I, I I had I had so much fun this season and uh, I don't know that the, I try to like block out. I have so many years of worst moments that I try to block all that <laughs> out. I gotta, like gotta laugh about those things. Um, but I think this one just sucks so much because it's a multi-season thing, which was Sandy's uh, uh, surgery. Yeah. So that, that sucked so much because not only could he not help us going forward, and not, Sandy was just not himself the entire season. I mean, uh, you know, no. whether it was due to that or whatever, I mean, who knows? Um, but that really, really hurt me just because he couldn't help us going forward, even if he wanted to. And um, he, we're fucked for next season. We're, we're without, you know, our, our quote unquote ace. So that that's my We way. have our new ace, Brax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, Brax and Gary, that's our new ace. <laughs> I um I I was leading towards Spaz's the Sandy when I got that update I was like oh my god all of next season also but I think mine's was 
kind of easy to come up, and that's how how short we came up in the playoffs. I thought we'd put up more of a fight, and uh, making it is fun, but going out the way we did, that that really that that sucked. That really sucked. So to me, to me that was the worst moment. But we don't want to. We're, we're getting towards the end here, so we don't want to harp on the bad. Any favorite moments? And I, I'll start this time. My favorite moment was sweeping the Braves in September. I don't think yes. anybody saw it coming. Nobody saw it coming. Braves fans didn't know what the hell to say or do. And at that point, I started to believe this team could actually make some noise in the postseason. Now, obviously, like right then, we got all those injuries and whatnot. But at that moment, I started to believe. And that, for me, was my favorite moment. That sweeping the Braves in late September, my favorite moment. Uh, Brian, what was yours? So mine is kind of two moments. Um, and it's uh, Jazz's back-to-back games with Grand Slams. Oh, like yeah. how was awesome fun. was that? Like the first time in first time Marlins history that that's happened, and like getting to see to me that was like the crown on Jazz's season. Like he was finally like the guy we needed him to be. When he was healthy, when he was on the field, he was a monster. And you know, for me, that was just so cool to see. Honorable mention to uh, Arise's cycle. Oh, that was good. Everybody knows. Well, I don't think I've showed it on the pod yet. So, yeah. Oh, this is a yeah. Relic card, game used base from the game where he hit the hit the cycle and his signature there. So, limited to one of 25. So, that's how much I loved that moment, too. I always make fun of the collectors in the chat, but like I told Branson, I was like, that's actually a one that I would I would definitely purchase. That that was a really cool little purchase you got. I like it. Sure. Yeah. Uh Spaz, your favorite moment. Um, so again, little little curveball. My favorite moment uh of the season. Um, I mean, it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. We made it to the playoffs and all that. But my personal favorite moment of the season was when we had DJ Mercury on this podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was my favorite moment of the season because we started this little podcast just to talk shit. A few Intermammy fans that like baseball and like the Marlins. And I don't know where we get DJ Mercury, world famous, the North <laughs> Miami pimp himself on the podcast. <laughs> so that is my favorite moment of the season. And uh, I'm sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I love that one. I love that one and uh and Callie uh this was uh, probably the most cliche answer we're gonna get but watching the final out for us to clinch the playoffs I didn't expect it to make me as emotional as it did just because it felt like so many years of shit kind of like being brushed to the side if if only for a fleeting moment and like seeing the guys celebrate and like just all those, you know, all the bad years and all the shit we, we, we've we've been through to, to have that moment. And after the year that we've had, it was it was such an uplifting feeling. And I'm, I remember I'm standing in the middle of my living room and I'm like in tears. And my wife's like, are you OK? Did they lose? I'm like, no, they won. <laughs> and they're all pouring champagne on each other. And it was it was just uh, it was a really cool moment. And, and especially oh. like I love seeing this, the locker room celebrations. And I, I stayed up watching everything and all the interviews and all that stuff. And uh, just seeing how all those guys were with one another and with the coach and the front office and Kim and all that stuff. It's like 
it was really really awesome to see and i'm a sucker for that stuff so no i i'm with you like isn't it cool that we had so many moments to choose from this season yeah like, i know it's a long season so a lot of times you do have a lot to but man this was such a fun season like c said all the walk-offs we had some of those adrian said the winning the series against the yankees that comeback on august 13th that sunday that was a wild comeback against the Yankees. That was another yeah. awesome moment. So there was a lot of awesome moments. And then, Brian, I think you and I overlapped because those two grand slams, I think, was during that Brave series sweep. Yeah. So, so that was a really fun weekend. Uh, so many fun moments. That, this is just a fun, fun year overall. All right. So we got two left. So first, let's go with the biggest what if. Let's start with Cali. What was the biggest what if this season? Mine might be echoed by a lot of fans out there. It's like, what if Sandy didn't get hurt? And what if Yuri wasn't shut down? You know, yep. how how much different would our season have looked? How much different would the playoffs have looked if we had those two arms available? But, you know, we'll never know. And that's the frustrating part. Uh, I, I'm with you. Brian, biggest what if? Biggest what if is for me... Um... I mean, Callie kind of stole it, so I got to go with something else. But my my biggest what if originally was, what if we got Cy Young Sandy all year and Trevor Rogers never gets hurt and Yuri never gets shut down? What happens to that team? And I think that team isn't talking about wild card. It's talking about in the chase for the division. But um. You know, the other thing, my other what if is uh, what if we were able to keep up that momentum going into the all-star break? That's a fucking great one. I didn't even think what, of it. that was what a if? great one. Because what if we didn't have that two, two, three week slump? If we didn't have that slump, man, yes. maybe, I don't know, man. I think we could have been in a much better position in the playoffs. And I think, you know, we could have been the Diamondbacks this year. This this man Branson took up three what ifs. Like I I had one of them. Like what if like we just didn't eat shit for like two or three weeks after the that All Star game? Like, yo, we would have been. Yeah. I, we would have been sweating. We would have been like, oh my god, what what if what you know? That that was my biggest thing. Like, what if after we just keep it hot after and we didn't and uh, we hundred percent right sees. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so you got a backup one spaz or not? No, that's mine. Fucking, nah, I get you. That I was my backup one. Good. I just came up with you. that on the spot, spaz. <laughs> so I'm sorry. What if we did it? Callie stole mine with Sandy, and I had to go with something. <laughs> mine is, what if Jazz finally played more than 100 games in a season? Damn, that's a good you know one. What? That's a good one. That's a good. He one. never plays good. more than 100 games, and it's wild to me, man. Uh, what could he be? What could he do for us? Yeah. Could he have done the 40-40 that Peter Pratt was counting down for? It I think sucks, he could man. have. I, I honestly think he could have. Yeah, man, but he just he can never get over a hundred games, it seems. So um that's me is my ninety seven. But it's not <laughs> he's close. That what do you mean that's close? That's still sixty five games without playing. You said a hundred games. He can played ninety seven. I, I want him to go over a hundred. Get me at least this sixty year. that you don't play. How many home runs did he have? Not enough. Uh, home runs, he had 19. 19 home runs, and he had 22 stolen bases. So he would have gotten, gotten or, stolen bases. He would have done 30-30. He, 
if you if he would have thirty thirty for sure, yeah, he would have done thirty thirty. I think if he would have played like one forty, he he probably would have hit the. Well, and the other thing too is like we stole bases way less this year than we did last year. We were didn't it take us like two weeks to attempt a stolen base? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Birdie was the stolen base leader last Last season, and this year, like, where was he at? Birdie. He's got 16 stolen bases this season. Like, they just weren't giving the green light. That's it. No, he didn't get the green light. They, 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 especially in the beginning of the season. The beginning of the season is like everybody knows with the new rules, steal. Like, the, the Braves knew it. So, like, how did we wait so long to start stealing bases? And but. you ready for this? Jazz and Birdie are the only two players with double-digit steals on this team. I mean, nobody else has wheels, though. Yeah, but, I mean, you, you could send somebody every now and Jonathan then. Davis could Sanchez got, isn't bad. Yeah. Davis isn't bad. Like, yeah. no, Xavier Davis- Edwards, when he came up, he's got wheels. Burdick is a pretty quick. There were guys to steal. They just didn't get the green light. I, got, I, I, I don't want to hear that name again. Burdick, I never want to hear that again. All right. Now, final award to give away, and that's a good way, I guess, to put it. What was your the best giveaway of the season? And just real quick, Cease threw in, what if we didn't have a double play every inning? God damn it, Cease. Oh that's God, a fucking yeah. good one. That is a good <laughs> that's one. That's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> so, uh, final award to give away. Best giveaway this season. Actually, we should probably add MVP of the team, but go ahead. Best giveaway of the oh, season, yeah. and then maybe we'll throw in a, a best, an MVP of the team at the end. So what was MVP the best giveaway of the season? Let's start with Spaz. Yes. Segura. Go ahead. So I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little uh, just biased just because you're going to see you got why. It? No, just, just the reason I fell in love with the Marlins kind of. But the Chuck Carr giveaway was, in my opinion, the best. Uh, I finally had one stolen from me, motherfucker. <laughs> well, no, because because uh, <laughs> there you go. I, I think Spaz has one for me in exchange for a messy flag. I, I do. I have one for you. Yes, I do. So, so, yep. <laughs> so I think that one, uh, Chuck Carr's the reason why. Uh, one of the reasons why I really started to fall in love with the Marlins, and um, you know, he 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 passed away uh, a couple of years ago, and. It, I, I love that they did this. So that was my favorite giveaway of the season. I absolutely loved it. It went, it went like hotcakes. I mean, I got there super early and there was like, I think the person behind me got like one of the last ones. It was, it, it went quick. So that's my favorite giveaway. Callie, what was your favorite giveaway of the season? It was the Chuck Carr bobblehead. <laughs> uh, you know, again, one of my, he's, he was one of my first favorite Marlins. I was a little kid and, and like, you know, you're still so enamored with baseball and just the way he played and, um, how hard he played and how mm-hmm. and the longevity of how he played was yeah. was incredible. Um, but since Spaz is a dick and takes it from me, um, uh, I'll probably say the probably the Live On bobblehead too was a was a great one. God damn it! It's Spaz's fault, but uh, you know again, so bobbleheads. Levon, Levon bobblehead. I had another one, but I'm I'll, I'm like ninety eight percent sure it's Danny's, so I'm not gonna say it. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't want to say that one. Good. So. It doesn't matter. Go ahead. Say it. Say it. Say it. Oh. All, right, All right, Brian. What was your favorite giveaway? The one it, it was the Levon Hernandez. Because um seeing him pitch in 97 like really inspired me to actually start throwing. 
Um, he and Greg Maddox are big influences on how I played as a kid and, and were reasons I even got on the mound to begin with. I was a catcher. Before or after the glasses? Uh, I did not have glasses when I started <laughs> in right. baseball. Uh, and then when I got them, my ERA went down. Yeah, I know. So, we remember. You know, <laughs> I know. It's in the intro. That's yeah. a typical Lizardo thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Me and Lizardo are exactly the same. Yeah. Same caliber. No. <laughs> no, but um, outside of uh, – I'm just going to stick with Levon's giveaway because okay. I, I don't do not want to steal yours, Danny. Because no, go that, for it. That Take would it. be my backup. No. You've had All enough right. stolen because you've gone last, so you should go and, and take I'm going to go – I don't know if this is the one that you're going to go. I was going to go Jeff Conine jersey. That's the one I was going to say. Yeah. That's good. I, I thought that that was such an awesome thing. One, that they had in multiple colors, and two, that they had it in kid sizes. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they usually just give you one size, and I thought it was a really cool touch that they gave it in kid sizes also. So my kids yeah. also got some jerseys. So I really liked that giveaway. And then – for me, uh, an honorable mention was the bucket hat that um, uh, that's that, that one that I dude, like a crackhead. I, I thought you were gonna. I, that's what I thought you were gonna say. So that's why I was a little yeah. worried when you were going. So, uh, I wanted that bucket hat when I saw it so much, and I couldn't make it out to the stadium that game. But that bucket hat is so awesome. I really wanted that bucket hat. And like, then one last honorable mention: they after the cycle that Luis Ariz hit, they gave out uh, like a little, little poster uh, of the shirt. I have that. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a really cool giveaway also. So those were some honorable mentions. And then let's finish it off with the very last one, MVP of the season. And uh, let me just add that in real quick. MVP of the season. Uh, let's start with uh, – let's go backwards. Spaz, who was your MVP of oh, – wait, we started with Spaz last time. Let's start with Branton. Branton, who's your MVP of the season? My MVP is Braxton Garrett. I do not think we make the playoffs without him. No, you're the right. man was a every five days. He's Gene Segura. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> For those on audio, just so you know, that was a comment by C's. Gene Segura was his MVP of the season. He had the best uh, little hop, like uh, the yeah. flip where he like did a weird hop. That was a funny moment this season. That was a yeah. interesting moment. So MVP, Braxton Garrett. Braxton Garrett, because every five days I, I felt like he was really the ace this year. Yeah. Um, we really felt comfortable that he was gonna stop those slides, and he did a lot of the times. Um, and so yeah, he was my MVP. Um, I really I love it. I don't think anybody will argue that. Uh Callie, your your MVP of the season. Uh I'm not gonna go with the obvious choice. Um, I'm actually gonna go off the I'm gonna pull off a spazzing off the beaten trail here a little bit. I know. Uh, Skip Schumacher. Fuck it, hey, bro. You gotta be. <laughs> I didn't think you would do that. I think we go that off the beaten trail. Um, I think you. I think we. The culture change that he put into the locker room and how the guys played and how the guys responsible. It was palatable. Um, you can see how he was as a manager and how he commanded uh commanded the respect of the locker room of the players of the roster everybody top to bottom, and uh. He, he did a fantastic job for a rookie manager getting this team into the playoffs. So Skip is my uh, Skip is my guy. All right. Sorry, Spazzy. Well, Spazzy, was, Spazzy wasn't going to say Skip. He was going to say well, uh, Joey Wendell. I, I, I like I like Skip. I won't argue Skip. And I like Braxton. Spaz, I'm kind of curious to see what you say. I mean, I had Skip. I thought Skip, like, they gave him a pile of dirt. And they're like, 
figure it out. And he did and he it. figured it out. And he figured it out. Uh, since I can't do skip. Um, I like what C said. I, I think C said Luzardo. I mean, I, he, he, he definitely stepped up and did a whole lot. He's our, he's our lizard King. Uh, man, I don't know. I'm kind of, kind of screwed now, but whatever. I'm, I, I am going to stick to skip. Cause I think that w- without him, you could have put another manager in there. And I don't think we get to where we did. I honestly don't. don't I'm with you. So. So, Spazzy, uh, you should have said Mel. I was gonna, I was gonna, but the thing is that we had so many problems with pitching, so I can't, I yeah, I can't say that. But Mel is always our all star. I love Mel, and, and I'll and I'll happily go with the obvious choice. Lose our eyes. Yes, uh, we thought that yeah. at one point he might bat four hundred, but he was always you could count on him all the time. He became at one point I thought I think the face of the franchise, even though Jazz because of his swag and just he's fun to watch, he'll always be the face. But Luis Arise is the best player on this team. So uh, to me, Luis Arise, MVP of the season. And Baz's mustache is the MVP of the first season of Better Modern Fans podcast. Hell yeah. So that was the first ever Battered Marlins fans season awards. And uh, I appreciate you guys joining us. I appreciate everybody that was listening. And I appreciate anybody that goes ahead and comments any awards that they wanted to give away. And uh, I guess we'll leave it here. Brenton, any final thoughts? Um, Because I can't say it to Kim anymore. Whoever the hell Bruce signs, you better sign a rise to an extension. And I'll buy the jersey. Just do it. <laughs> I like it. Callie, final thoughts on this beautiful season? Um, has nothing to do with on the field or, or what we watch or the players or anything, but just all of you that have tuned in and listened and participated in the chat and stuff like that. And, um, you know, just four guys talking shit, you know, just kind of starting this for laughs. And it's, it's actually grown into something pretty cool, you know, and we've had mm-hmm. some really cool guests on uh, between, you know, DJ Mercury, a.k.a. Craig Mish, um you know marlon's historian uh eli from uh from fish on first and you know the the cow peter pratt, peter pratt. Peter pratt yeah. of course our the real homie peter pratt my my scouser from across the pond uh it's just been so much fun doing this man i've 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 fallen in love with this podcast with with the community that we've kind of run into here so you know we got some really cool things coming up now for for the off season so stay tuned for me sure. and still have to sit down and work out the kinks for that but um, if we trade for Alec Mano, I'm going to light myself on fire. I want you to say, I want you to know that Adrian, but, um, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, we, um, yeah, man, that's, that's, that's my, that's my final thought. Those are my final thoughts. Spaz. Uh, I want everyone to enjoy the off season, take a vacation. Mm-hmm. Don't think about, don't the tell market. me what to do. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I want everyone to just not think about baseball for a little bit. And then when the winter meetings come around, we'll figure shit out. And uh, I just want to thank everyone for whoever tuned in and commented and came on, all the guests that came on with us. It's been a lot of fun, man. Like, I, 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 I Danny actually convinced me to do this. I am not a podcast guy. Uh, but it's been a lot of fun. It's been a great season, and I, I like doing this. So we'll do it again in a, in a few months. But, uh, but, yeah, take a little break, and then we'll be back being miserable, battered Marlins fans. Yeah, we'll be we'll be jumping in and out throughout the offseason. I think in December at some point once free agency starts, I'm sure we'll jump on and talk a little bit. But we are going to take a couple of weeks off at, at least um, to recharge. Uh, if, if you guys enjoy watching some battered fans podcast, we do have 
battered dolphins, battered heat, battered everything, battered herons, a little bit of everything. So go ahead, you keep supporting. And if we the, don't the have network. it, reach out we to would. Danny, and you could be the one to start your own <laughs> podcast. For sure. And again, I, well, I wanted to say thank you to you three guys. I came out, reached out to you guys. See, I knew you guys liked Marlins. See if you guys would want to jump on. All you guys were willing, and it's been one hell of a season. It's been really fun. I appreciate you guys joining the Battered family, and uh, it's been awesome. So if you were listening on audio, whether it be the first time this episode or all throughout the season, we appreciate you. Please don't forget to leave five stars, comment, review, all that other good stuff. And if you are watching on YouTube, thank you for listening all the way to the end. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe. If you have been participating in the comments, we appreciate you, whether it be just this episode or all the previous episodes where you guys have been jumping in and out. We appreciate all the love. Uh, hopefully, we continue to grow. And as the community grows, well, this will be even more and more fun. Looking forward to next season already, or December, to see what we do in the offseason. I know Marlins fans are battered, and they don't expect much, but fingers crossed that something good happens. So, again, it's been a fun season. We appreciate everybody. I appreciate you three. And until the next one, have a good one.